Hey, you're listening to Ask Luke and Mel by Luke and Melissa Crestenson. Hi everyone, so welcome to episode two of Ask Luke and Mel. So today in episode two, we're just going to talk about creating that stronger heart connection with your partner. So I guess before we dive into creating that strong heart connection, we thought we'd just share a bit about you know, what that actually means. So what, what is a heart connection to begin with? Yeah, if you want to, do you want to share a little bit? <laughs> hey guys, or? yeah, um, look for me a heart connection is something that you feel. Obviously the heart is where you feel emotion. So when you have a heart connection, you're feeling your partner's love. That's, I guess, how I would, that's what it means to me. So as you're, well, uh, to, you know, talk about how to build that obviously we're talking about ways for your partner to feel your love mm. that you have for them definitely to just just to feel that connection between each other's heart centers and to be able to to give and to also receive that love so it's about sharing that so you know there might be one day you know one of the partners like maybe yourself you're feeling a bit down and your partner can sense that through the heart connection and can help to pick you back up and, and vice versa. So establishing that strong heart connection really, really um, just helps your overall relationship because you're able to really tune into each other, you know, through that connection. Yeah. Um, there's obviously been a lot of times and in any relationship, there is a lot of, it's a journey as well as, um, you know, as, as anything else. So what you'll find is there'll be times where having the heart connection is very easy and feels so natural and it just, it's it just falls into place. You just flow with it and you're in a, a great state with your relationship, which is you know, always a fantastic place to be. And the other side of it is, um, you know, there's times where it's a challenge and it's a struggle and you need to, I don't know if I like the word challenge. Maybe there's another way I could frame that, but um, it's something that is a more deliberate effort. It's not coming naturally. And one of the great um, things I remember one of our coaches saying to us is ask yourself a question, you know, what would love do? Mm-hmm. And that's just another way of saying, you know, when your partner is <laughs> pissing you off, <laughs> you can actually check in with yourself instead of re- reacting in a way that... Um, that your feelings and emotions and what feels natural, you know, if someone's pissing you off, obviously the thing that's natural is to attack them or to, you know, storm off in a rage. And that is not what love would do, you know. So if you can have a moment to check in with yourself and ask yourself what would love do in this instant, um, just love them for where they're at or, you know, that was a helpful one for me early on. Completely, yeah. So it's, you know, even though you're trying to establish a heart connection, in your relationship, it's also about being connected to your heart because if you're connected to yourself, I guess what Luke's saying, being more mindful of your your own and being, I guess, proactive rather than reactive, you're able to tune into your heart, your partner's heart, um, a lot easier because you're very in tune with yourself. So, you know, and going back to what Luke was talking about with, you know, the challenging times and the disconnected times, it was interesting because we ran a workshop when did we run that workshop which one the one at Windle Waters uh, 
month ago? So we ran a workshop about a month ago and it was very, very interesting because leading up to the workshop, which was on a Saturday, that week prior, we felt very disconnected and it was such a strange place to be in because we were about to run a workshop on being connected with your partner, like, you know, creating relationships and um, vitality in your relationships, so abundance. Um, so it was very interesting for us to experience this disconnection again leading up into our relationships workshop. It completely happened for a reason. In hindsight, it helped us to be able to share very vulnerably mm. with our workshop attendees because we'd gone back to that place of feeling disconnected with one another. Yeah. And I think some, um, one of the ladies there asked, you know, how did you sort of, how did that come up and then how did you deal with it? Did you both say to each other, hey, I'm acknowledging that we're disconnected right now? And that's sort of how it went down. You know, we, yeah, I think Melissa said, hey, I'm not feeling the connection anymore. What's going on? And it was an awareness around it. So I think the um, to maybe package up, you know, the checking in with yourself and what we'd love to and, and sort of where we're going at the moment, um, the real word to help firstly with Melissa saying, you know, is checking in with yourself. It's mindfulness, mm -hmm. um, self-awareness. That would be the first step um, mm -hmm. to helping that heart connection stay there. Mm -hmm. And then after being mindful of your own you know, inner dialogue and inner feelings is then becoming mindful of your relationship and sensing and, you know, rather than just going through and staying busy and distracted from life or from your relationship is to actually check in with yourself and perhaps with your partner and say, hey, I'm not feeling the connection right now or I'm not feeling loved right now or I'm not, you know, whatever the language that is comfortable for you guys. But Because I get... Can I just come in with that? Usually that comes out anyway, but through unconscious, unconsciously it comes out and through language that could be like, oh, you've done this and that and that, just because you're not feeling that love and you're not feeling that heart connection, it usually comes out in an unconscious reactive way. Mm. So if, you, if both partners are conscious about the disconnection, you can just neutrally walk up and say to one another, hey, I'm feeling disconnected. Or oh, feel like you're feeling you distant know. lately. You know, yeah. it can be other... Whatever, and it's, different ways to say it. So once you become more mindful, you're able to have a, I guess, a high level conversation mm. rather than reacting because you're feeling hurt because your partner hasn't been there. It's that is the dis, like you are feeling the disconnect when you are hurt, and it's totally okay to have the mo those moments. We're all human. We all go through those situations yeah. where you know we experience those negative emotions that we don't want to experience, yeah. and um, and sometimes. As you start to, start, I guess, be more aware of your own patterns in your relationship and in yourself and your connection, you we ought to realize that there's there's probably times when things do um, happen in a way where there's patterns you can see. So, for example, a pattern that might happen is when work stress is is higher. Um, you know, for me, I will disconnect from Melissa more because I'm. I guess leaving more energy in the office or I'm working or I'm just mentally on other things and I'm mm. trying to, I'm thinking about all the stuff I didn't get done that day that I need to get done tomorrow. And you know, that I'm, that's a pattern for me as, as a self-awareness thing. And as, as a couple awareness, you know, we'll share that. 
and it usually triggers me too because I you know my love language is quality time so if Luke's more in the business or you know putting his attention somewhere else then it's very easy for me to react because you know I'm not feeling that love I'm not feeling that that quality time I'm not getting that connected energy so then I'll react and Luke will pull away more and yeah it's, um you know that that's how the dynamics go so yeah so I guess that's the second point after being mindful of yourself and checking in with each other is then to look more into what patterns and what external forces happen that, you know, force this to happen. It could be when you see a certain friend, you know, that when you go and hang out with that mate, you tend to not worry about your partner so much because you're partying or doing other things. Or it could be, you know, certain activities that you do that get you totally disconnected. So, you know, eventually you can be more, I guess, aware to the point where you're pre- um, preparing yourself and even you know your relationship to say how hey, I'm going to do this on the weekend. I know in the past you know it sort of has caused some disconnection, but you know I really want to work on that and I don't want to stop doing this hobby or I don't want to stop seeing this friend or you know family member or whatever it is that you know can sometimes get you in, in your cup and your partnership disconnected. So looking out for those patterns um, is a great help to prepare yourself. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and. It- you know, even journaling about it and writing down, you know, what triggers you in your relationship, what what are the patterns you're seeing. And even if you don't see a pattern, start writing down when you feel disconnected or start writing down what you argue yeah. over. And then after a couple of weeks or a couple of days or a couple of months, whatever it is, you start to notice a pattern. You can even highlight certain things that keep reoccurring and then say, okay, in these situations, yeah, what what's going on for us? Or what happened just before that? Yeah, you know, yeah. That maybe is the domino that caused us that to be this. where and we are now. It could be the same thing that's happening. You know, just say you've got twenty things written in your journal, and fifteen of them could be the same, and it could be the same thing that is actually triggering triggering those fifteen things. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of, I guess, maybe there's more, but. To me, we've sort of covered a lot more on how to be aware of not having a connection, mm-hmm. whereas I guess the, the goal we want to get out of this um, podcast or this time we've got together now is to help you Im- improve that connection and to deepen your intimacy. And um, I actually read a quote. Uh, read a quote. I read a quote. Uh, what was it? it must have been only a few days ago, and I thought it was really cool. It said, um, the highest form of intimacy is honesty. And I thought that was really cool. Like, you know, when you feel in a place where you're more open to share more of yourself and be feel like you're in it's a safe place that you can do that, um, which is, I guess, the goal of feeling that strong connection is that you're loved for who you are and that the person that you're sharing your life with accepts you and understands, or maybe not even understands fully, but they love and accept you regardless of if they understand everything about you or not but you don't have to keep little things a secret from each other and like even sometimes silly things but you know things that you maybe don't feel like you can share you you, the goal is to have none of them and that even if they don't agree with what you're doing that they they know that that you they love you anyway and you know they love you anyway and you can together get through whatever you need to and i think that's having that loving understanding towards the differences because if you look at mine and Luke's personality traits on paper and 
we're completely different. We're pretty, or pretty much. We're completely, you know, Luke's very extroverted. I'm, I do, I, I do love speaking with people, but I'm more, I, I recharge from being on my own, in my own space. And we both have, you know, Luke is very analytical. He's very good with numbers and, and things like that. Whereas I'm a lot more intuitive and there are certain ways, but that totally complements one yeah, another as there's well. There's commonalities as well in different areas. So yeah, there is. They're both as stubborn as each other. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Which... Ambition, like wanting to have a best life and yeah, look after our kids' but... health. You know, we're on, a, on the same page in a lot of yeah, other areas. But I guess it's that loving understanding that we are different. We do have different needs. And I guess having the man has his different needs to the woman but it's all interrelates back in together anyway but it's you know having that understanding that things are different for luke and things are different for me and you know even though you might clearly understand why they do the things that they do or why they want to do the things that they do it's just having that loving awareness for them anyway because so, yeah. um so getting that stronger heart connection there's a a great principle, and this is a tantra. I think it's from tantra principle where energy flow. Is it energy flows where consciousness goes? So a simple exercise that you can do to start feeling more love in your heart and feeling a stronger connection, and a real quick and easy one is an eye gaze, just to stare at each other and gaze into each other's eye. They don't have to say anything or do anything, but just be present in that moment of you know, sharing an eye gaze. And this doesn't have to be, you know, it could be a sit down for five minutes and have an eye gaze of an evening or whenever you can fit it in amongst, you know, working kids or business. But this could be as simple as when you have your first hug in the morning or when you have a hug or something throughout the day, instead of hugging or closing your eyes and leaning on shoulders or whatever it is that you do, you can take that moment to have the hug but to sort of pull your heads back and to create that eye gaze. So it's just in that those simple moments to just to add it in. So it doesn't, you don't have to, you can easily slot it into your life now, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, eye gaze is a great one. What was another one we did um, where you'd sit down, stand or whatever, but you would share some things that you appreciate about your partner just to say, like, I really love, even like, I love your hair. It looks really nice today. <laughs> so... Oh, I, I love. I watched it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, or even to say, you know, I love the way that you care about our kids. Or I love the way that you look after this part of our family dynamic. Just mm-hmm. to take a moment to say, oh, I really appreciate this about you. I love the way mm-hmm. you always come up and kiss me and smile at me in the morning. And it, yeah, and also a good way. So if Luke is saying those things to me, I say thank you. And yeah, just, to receive that. Yeah, I, I receive that and, and feel gratitude for the things that he's saying. He's, you know, he's giving me his heart, he's sharing that heart connection. And, to you know, there has to be that giving and receiving that, that, yeah. that creates that connection. So it's about taking that on board and being really thankful for the nice things that he's saying to me. You're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... There's a couple of ways you can do that sort of exercise. You can do it like tennis match where I say one thing, she says thank you, then she says something else, and I say thank you, and you go through a process like that. Um, another one, and I guess this is two, two phases around growing that 
uh, energy and the feeling connection is one is around expressing things that and in hearing things that you're grateful for, but also it's about sh- um, sharing things that you uh, are afraid of or things that you feel bad about and you want to and you want to forgive yourself for. And you can do it as the same exercise, but instead of saying I appreciate this, you can go into um, I forgive myself for X, and then she will say thank you or you know something like I love you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. So that. Both those um, are a way of sharing more intimacy, you know, mm. of sharing things that you're maybe vulnerable or things that you just feel guilty about, like, oh, I'm sorry that I forgive myself for, you know, yeah. doing this thing. And then feeling like your partner's, like, ha- is there with you in that thing that and, you're feeling yeah. down on yourself for and, and she accepts you or he uh, accepts you in your, I don't know, in your repentance or in your sorrow, mm-hmm. you know, then you're sharing more of yourself. And this can be challenging when you're first doing these intimacy and deep, you know, heart connecting exercises. I know when we first started, it's oh gosh, because they're really seeing into you. They're really, you're really opening up, and you you do feel quite vulnerable because you're letting someone in on that. It's like a new level, level like layer, a new a new level is opening up, and yeah. Just go with it and, you know, be open to being vulnerable. And, I mean, this is your partner. This is mm. the person that you love dearly. So just, yeah, be mindful of the resistance to wanting to open up. Yeah. But just keep giving and just keep giving to one another. There was a, um, another quote. It's not a quote. <laughs> quote master today. Quote master today. I, um, it was really cool. I can't remember who it was. It was like... Um, He's like a punk rock sort of guy, maybe the lead singer of the Sex Pistols or someone like that. Wish I knew his name because I'm quite guy today. But he um he said, "I'd rather be hated for being myself than be loved for being someone I'm not." And maybe you don't have to use that in every single relationship. You know, maybe the customer that comes and you serve someone, you just give them their coffee or whatever you do. You don't have to like, you know, if you're in a bad mood, be angry um, because that's who you are. But um, you know, obviously, that quote in your in your relationship. If your partner doesn't know who you are, mm. yeah. because you're not sharing that of Big yourself, call. then you're missing out on you know the what, you know. What do you? I guess I don't know. This maybe sound too too <laughs> offensive, but you know what are you doing? You're gonna die. What are you in it? Like lying. You're gonna die lying next to a stranger. And yes. if if you can't get that in your relationship, then where else can you get it? You know, that should be at Share least... Share openly your, you know, your deepest desires. Or... Yeah. I would rather you hate me for knowing who I am than love me for me and be a fake person every day together. Mm. Like, yeah. if, if you don't love me, then I'll, I'm not going to be a fake person. Anyway, probably went too far with that. But that <laughs> was a cool quote that, you know, it puts you on a place where you say, yeah, that's, I'm, like, that's, that's a fair income statement. I like that. What is the point of, you know, being a stranger and being like for someone I'm not? You know, on your on your deathbed, you're probably not going to be proud of that choice if you make that choice. Whereas, you know, you can have this deep connection with someone on every level of your life. You know, it's such a more much beautiful thing to have than to sit there. And obviously, there's fear around rejection. Obviously, you don't want your partner to find out something about you and then hate you because of it. But, um, you know, there's that risk. 
and your relationship. And but it's yeah, got to be willing to take the risk to reap the rewards is the way I like to yeah. look at it because it is richer. Like having a deeper heart connection, you'll know when you feel connected with someone how rich it makes everything else in your life. It just makes everything feel so much nicer when you have a you know, get a bit emotional talking about it. You have that deep heart connection. It really does enhance other areas of your life. So it's worth the risk. Open up. Let yourself out. Like pour your heart out. Yeah. And you'll find they're most likely going to do the exact same thing. Mm. They'll feel you. They will feel you. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. So I guess in a nutshell, to help grow heart connection and more connectionness in the in love intimacy is the first step towards that that journey you know being able to let let show more of yourself um was that into me see mm. so intimacy is see into me um is a great way of looking at it um those practices you know eye gaze um sharing things i'm grateful for or things i like about you sharing things that you forgive yourself for and letting your partner hear those things mm. so that they can, you know, get more of a feeling about where you're at and who you are. Um, some other practices, the energy centres, do you want to touch on, on that? Yeah, if you want, or the heart connection exercise. Yeah. The heart partner one. Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever you pick. There is a really, really cool, really, really awesome exercise one day Luke and I we weren't feeling connected actually we haven't even spoke about how we're doing we were doing when we go we'll go back to the workshop and how we were disconnected that week we usually do Tantra Tuesdays where we give allow a few hours for our relationship and we do Tantra practices and really come in and really connect we missed it that week which shows into why we were feeling disconnected so where was I going with that the heart exercise yeah that's right so when we were feeling a bit disconnected i think i was like i was actually the one i was feeling a bit down and i asked luke if we could do this exercise and we both actually sat here and this is our bed and we both sat here and and at first we connected in with ourselves so we did this heart connection like it's a solo one for yourself and how you do this is you place your hands on your heart and at first you really feel into the sensations. And so is my heart tight? Is it light? Is it tense? Like what are the sensations that my heart is feeling right now? And then you feel into the emotions. Am I feeling sadness? Am I feeling joy? And we don't have to overanalyze anything. We're just feeling. We're not thinking too much about it. And you just really feel into that heart solo and then once you do that for a few minutes you then do the partner exercise so you can do that on your own anytime that you want to but then yeah do you want to talk about the partner one so after we did that we then faced we faced each other we're already facing each other but we yeah faced each other we go around here (laughs) So for those on the podcast, we're actually just going to be doing this right now as we talk through it as well. So you can actually see this live on our YouTube channel. It's not live. Well, not live. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see it. <laughs> Maybe live, won't it? It's on the line. It's on the line. Um, 
And so once you've connected into yourself and into your own heart, you then each take turns of being. So usually it's with the giving. We're left-handed, so we usually do it with our left. So if I go first, I'll put my hand on Luke's heart and Luke places his hands on mine. And I focus on giving my love from my heart through my arm and my hand into Luke's heart. And all Luke does is focus on receiving my love. And you do that for a few minutes or as long as you feel, and then you switch. And then Luke places his hands on my heart and I place my hands over the top. And I focus on receiving Luke's love that he's sending from his heart through his arm and through his hand into my heart. And this is such, it's really such a beautiful practice to really get connected back in with your partner and just to just to feel nurtured and yeah, to feel connected and, and feel loved and send that love and receive that love. And because you both get a turn to just give and you both get a turn to receive, that's that's really quite nice as well. So yeah. Oh, feeling nice. love. <laughs> Lovely. Um, the other thing I wanted to, and you can do that same exercise, by the way, um, with one hand on your partner's heart and the other one on their, what do you call, their yoni or their lingam, whatever that particular gender person has. So obviously That's the woman cool. would have um, that, like her hand on her partner's lingam and one hand on his heart or on her heart, sending love to him through that energy center. So the reason that works and the reason it's done that way is, you know, I guess there's two energy poles. There's a yin and a yang. So with a man and a woman, they're in opposite areas. So a woman's positive or yang energy center is in her chest and her breasts. So that's that's what I put. That's a yang energy. So that's more of a doing energy. That's a woman. That's what she puts out to the world. She puts her heart out to the world. Yeah. And obviously women are more sensitive and more intuitive generally. Um, they've got may, uh, that part going on. And the opposite is true for a man. His heart is his yin center. So that's probably why you'll find a general um, gender like generalization that men keep their feelings to themselves. They don't um, show their true emotions mm. as easily. Um, that's because that's an internal side. It's their re- yeah, it's their receptive center. So they're sort of receiving in the heart. They're not projecting from there as easily. The as... women are projecting out of their heart, whereas the women are receptive. And their yin area, their yin sexual pole, is their yoni. So that comes back to that sacred tantra terminology of the woman's, you know, vagina, and the man's, you know, penis is the lingam. Yeah. So. So you'll see, I guess, a man. You know, people even use the analogy, you know, oh, he's thinking with his with his cock, or he's, um, you know, taking, <laughs> making, you know, taking that, I guess, energy into the world. He's more easily sexually aroused quickly. Yeah, so that's with his um, lingam. His lingam in his. Is his yang, and yeah. that's his... So like a woman's heart is more easily... She's more in, um, expressive with her heart. A man is more naturally easily expressive with his his penis or his yeah. lingam. He's sort of doing energy where his hearts are receiving. So he puts that out, but his heart receives. Yeah. And so whereas the woman receives with a yoni, but she puts it out with her heart. So part of helping your connection in your relationship 
is firstly to, to have an awareness of those energetic poles because um, if we're doing a lot of intimacy, emotional intimacy and feeling intimacy exercises, that's not necessarily going to spill over easily for the man to feel the love and connection because they've got a, a physical way of, of you know, receiving that love. Mm. So, um, oh, that's another great one. It's reminded me. Okay. Do you want to chop that in now? Oh, there's a really great exercise that I read in this book, and it's at night time, and it doesn't have the pressure of leading to sex or anything. So, you know, if one partner is feeling tired or doesn't want to lead to sex, this this is a beautiful exercise to still have that physical connection and that heart connection. But it doesn't have to lead to anything. There's, there's no pressure at all to lead into anything. And so that's just when you're lying down and you can place your hand on your partner's lingam. And, and they can do the same to you. They can place their hand on your yoni and you can just, you know, just hold it. And it's just, it just helps them to feel safe and helps them to feel loved as they drift off to sleep. So that's, that's just another exercise. I just thought of it, so I thought I'll, <laughs> I'll, chuck, it in there. I'll chuck that in so, there. The, um, yeah, so the way for the man to feel some connection is physically as well. Like it's, you know, it's just it's the way that they've made energetically. So one way to think of it is um, as the woman connects with a man physically, it helps to open his heart center. And as a man connects with a woman's heart, mm. it helps to open up their sexual center. Mm. So there's a yin and a yang like of a connection there. So by being together in an emotional intimacy or, you know, more feeling and talking about stuff, that's going to help the woman open up sexually more yeah. because she feels loved and in a safe place to be there like that. And a man is the opposite. Um, he obviously needs the physical, the emotional as well, but for him to open up his heart more easily and feel loved and connection, the physical lovemaking um, and physical intimacy is going to help that. So, And they say uh, in Tantra that a woman's gift is to open a man's heart to love and they say that a man's gift is to open up a woman's sexuality. And so yeah. that, that really makes sense to me when you do think about what Luke's talking about with the sexual centres and, yeah. and the poles and what, what you see in the world and in your own relationships. Yeah. So I guess in saying that it's really part of, having a, a, a strong connected love and connection feeling, there is a physical process, a physical act of love making. You know, it's, it says it in the word, you know, you're making love. Mm. Like you want more love in your relationship, yeah. then make mm. some. And, and, <laughs> and, and really be there whilst you're making love. It's not so much, you know, I like to say we're not human doing, we're human beings. Mm. So be present with your partner during lovemaking. Really be there, feel yeah. the sensations. So don't let your mind wander off into that grand finale, the final climax, you know, the hoo-ha, the pop and the champagne. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't run off into that. You know, it is nice. It's nice to experience and I'm not saying don't orgasm because, you know, woohoo for orgasms, they're great. But... It's so much more about enjoying the journey as well. It's like, you know, coming back to life, just enjoy life. It's yeah. not about the final destination. It's about really enjoying being with one another. Yeah. 
take that time just to enjoy that moment. As you were saying, I was thinking about, and I don't know why, because I normally go X-rated with things, but this is my PG <laughs> um, piece. What are you being PG to? Is, um, like, I just thought the analogy of someone who goes out and gets some food and has it sit down for a meal and maybe it's fast food because they just really just want to fill their belly. They've got a hunger or an itch they need to feed. So they go out and get whatever the food they can and just scoff it down quickly and they're done as fast as possible and they fill their belly and they can't even remember what the food tastes like or if it was even worth eating. They didn't feel awful. That, yeah, probably that, they don't feel that n- nourished from it. Um, and the opposite, obviously, is you know not even actually in the eating. It's go back to the preparation. You know, what are you doing before you're eating? You know, how are you preparing your food? Are you you know fondling the bloody tomatoes mm-hmm. or you know the lettuce, washing it with your hands and feeling the leaf? Mm-hmm. Like those things that happen before you sit down to eat start make that meal experience so much more in, enlightened and more nourishing for your soul and your body so in the preparation of your love making you know do things nicely mm. throughout the day and you know i don't know whatever it happens to be you know j- just spend more time in the prepare- preparation of the meal so to speak yeah and then when you actually do finally sit down and the meal's ready you know have it you know, presented nice, like, you know, little mm. things, if, if the room's messy, clean it up a little bit. And, and can I also say, it's really cool to think about lovemaking never ends. It doesn't have to necessarily end. It's not so much, oh, yeah, we made love or had sex last night. It could be this, this ongoing, you know, sensuality and love between you and your partner and you just keep this, I guess, not so much foreplay, but... You just keep this loving intent and sensuality between each other and that loving connection always ongoing. Yeah. You can kiss. And it's like the meal. You can eat it and it can be done and you got it done. You can kiss someone goodbye and, like, I'm going to to, the, to work or whatever. But if you just let that kiss linger for an extra mm. two seconds or not even two seconds, mm. it's a totally It'll different... present in it. It's not just a, oh, I'm doing a kiss goodbye because that's what I do. It's we're in this... Moment. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't have to be a full-on, you know, tonguey patch. But even <laughs> Could just be. Yeah, no, if the kids are around. But um, <laughs> but yeah, even just the kiss on the like closed mouth kiss on the lips can be more centralized mm. if you let it linger and be present. I think think about the intent. It's really the intent behind yeah. it. You're really you're giving some love right now. You're not just giving a kiss on the lips. It's not yeah. just methodical or you know oh. you just yeah. But it's the intent behind it that's it so is there anything else to add no I feel good I feel that was that was a, a big chunk of information to cool. absorb alright well, if there's any extra questions guys comment um, hit us up I don't know how you can do it YouTube obviously it's easy you just comment below um, podcast just email yeah Melissa. email yeah. Melissa yeah at melissacresson.com and it is ask Luke and Mel so we do if you have questions it can you will be remain totally anonymous. Just email me. I won't share your name, where you live, whoever you are, and we'll go about answering some of the things that you want to know regarding sex and relationships. Cool. Thanks, guys. Right. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye.